0: Okay, welcome everyone to our 8 a.m. devotional on this Saturday morning. Uh, this is something that we've been doing for, it feels like a while now, that God laid on my heart a while back when this whole thing started. Um, the bad news almost immediately became overwhelming. And I, I, I'm a news junkie, so I sort of felt it immediately start to get overwhelming. and. Uh, and and I prayed, you know, God, what do you want me to do? How can I help our people? And I just felt like God impressed on me uh, just to read the Bible, just read the Bible. By the way, I read the Bible anyway, uh, to just read it along with whoever else wanted to join in. And I got no plans, man. I just, uh, I said, let's just, uh, let's just, let's get a camera and let's just uh, throw this out there and let's read the Bible. But I knew that I knew that it would help people because this is where I get my strength every single day is in this book, although this is an iPad, uh, but I got the Bible on here. So uh, as we read, I hope that you're encouraged today. Please let us know where you're watching from. Please put out any prayer requests that you might have there uh, in the comments section on YouTube or on Facebook, or if you're watching somehow on another live stream, uh, head over to our church Facebook page, New Hope Church, uh, TV, dot TV, go to our website, that's the easiest way to find it, newhopechurch.tv, go to our website, find our Facebook page, and uh, where this is happening right now and will be posted later on today, actually it's posted almost immediately. Uh, just comment and let us know if you have a prayer request of any kind. And I, and I need some people to follow up to like you have been doing and just look for prayer requests in the comments of YouTube and also Facebook and just follow behind those folks and make sure that they know that there are people who care about what they're going through and that will uh, pray for them. And <clears throat> I'm going to tell you that even if you just say hello, just say hello in the in the chat that that brief interaction helps the thousands of people who will see this by the the end of today, know that <clears throat> even though they might be distanced from other distanced from other people, they're not alone. They're not alone. And I want you to know right now that you're not alone. You're not alone. And not only are we together in this thing, but God is with you. Somebody say amen if you believe that. So we're going to make it through this, and I always tell you the best way to make it through is together, and that's what we're doing. Yesterday, we were in John chapter nine, Jesus healed the man born blind. Then the Pharisees picked a fight with him because he was bad boy Jesus. Bad boy Jesus was healing on the Sabbath, breaking the, the law or the tradition, at least it was, of the Sabbath. And <clears throat> Jesus told them, these people that were upset about him healing on the Sabbath, that they were spiritually blind. And this back and forth, continues somewhat as we get into chapter 10, uh, but it turns into some awesome teaching. So if you're following along with us, uh, we're in John chapter 10 today. Uh, I'm going to read through it. I'm going to make some comments along the way. And while you're finding the book of John, if you're looking for it right now, John chapter 10, I just want to remind you that tomorrow is Sunday. We are going to meet together on Sunday. We're going to meet together in one service, and that service is going to be at 945 Central Standard Time. Uh, 945 Central Standard Time in the United States of America. And so even if you're not part of our church family, man, we would be honored to have you join together with us in our church service. And I say that we're honored that you're here with us right now, even if you're from out of state or out of the country. What a joy, man. What a joy to know that uh, even though the whole world is dealing with this pandemic, that uh, there are believers all over the world who are joining together in one heart and one mind in unity, all made possible by Jesus Christ. That's just good stuff right there. Thank you for being a part of this every single day. Okay, let's read John chapter 10. It's Jesus talking. Very very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter by the the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees, who were all city boys, did not understand what he was telling them. Verse seven, therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. Okay, if you're uh, keeping track, I keep, I, I keep telling you, this are seven I ams of Jesus in the book of John. We've had uh, the bread of life over in chapter six. We've had the light of the world in chapter uh, eight. And here we are in chapter 10 and we're we're getting to, uh, we just had an I am, and we're about to get to another one in just a moment. But let me explain this first one that he talked about. I am the gate, I'm the gate for the sheep. In that part of the world, the shepherds would uh, would, would pile up rocks against a hillside. So they say, especially in the Bethlehem area, which i been to, and I've I've seen this, that the walls kind of go up straight like this, so there'll be a hill, but then it'll have sudden drop-offs and rocky kind of clefts that go back into the rocks, and the, the shepherds will pick up rocks, and they will build sort of a pen like this out from the, the steep wall of the, uh, of the hillside, and then they'll leave a, a gap in those rocks which is where the opening is for that particular pen that they have made for their sheep to spend the night in, and the the shepherd, then there's no gate. uh, Maybe take too long to build a gate out of rock, and then you wouldn't want to have to move it every single day when you brought your sheep back in. So the shepherds would literally just lay down in that area, that opening of the sheep pen, and they would become the gate. They would literally Become the gate. So you think about it. Nothing could get through the gate without going through the shepherd. So Jesus says here, I am the gate. He's not talking like he's some old wooden thing like a lot of us have in our backyards, and hanging on our fences, kind of falling apart on the on those hinges. You know, he's not talking about a cedar or a pine fence here. He's talking about he is the gate. He's and he's laying down his life in harm's way he's laying down his life to protect his sheep okay verse uh eight all who have come before me are thieves and robbers but the sheep have not listened to them i am the gate whoever enters through me will be saved they will come in they will go out they will find pasture verse 10 the thief and this may be a very familiar verse to you He says, the thief comes only to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now, another one of the seven I am's. And this one's going to be repeated later in the book of John. This is verse 11. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and he he runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man, the hired man, runs away because he's a hired hand and doesn't really care for the sheep. So Jesus is telling us here, I'm not running away. I'm not in this for the money. I'm not in this for what I can get out of this. He says, these are my sheep. My people are my sheep, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to protect my sheep. That's a good word for us today, isn't it? I'm going to protect my sheep. Verse 14, I am am the good shepherd. He repeats it again. I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep. My sheep know me just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. Guess who he's talking about there? Remember, he's a little hint here. He's talking to Jewish people. So when he says, I've got other sheep that are not in this pen right here, who do you think he's talking about? He's talking about us, me and you. Well, most of us, because most of us are not of Jewish descent. So he's talking about Gentiles here. And he says, I got other sheep. I got to include them in this pen. They're going to be here. They're coming. And I'm going to bring them in to this pen, you know? They're all going to be here together. He says, they too will listen to my voice. And then there will be one flock, which Jewish folks back in the day didn't want to hear that. There will be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay down my life of my own accord. He says, so I, I'm doing, I'm going to give myself as a sacrifice on the cross. He does it voluntarily. People, yes, uh, Roman soldiers nailed him to the cross, but they're not the one that took Jesus's life. Jesus gave up his life for you and I. He says, I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. The Jews who heard these words were again divided. Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Who? Why why listen to him? Verse 21, but others said, These aren't the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open up the eyes of the blind? Again, Jesus' teaching is backed up by his miracles. and We see that uh, throughout the Gospels. He does a miracle and then he teaches. People believe his teaching because of the miracles. Verse 22, then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. The festival of dedication. You know what that is? It's still celebrated to this day and we even see it celebrated in our country by Jewish folks here. This is uh, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. And it is a, it's a feast or celebration in honor of the rededication of the temple, still celebrated to this day. And you see it when you see the, 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 the candlesticks that have eight candles, the, the menorah, okay, the eight candles, you see those around Christmas time because it's always around the same time. But back when Jesus was around, it was uh, called the, the festival of dedication. So Jesus, in effect, is celebrating Hanukkah. He's celebrating the festival of dedication. Into uh, verse 22. It was winter during this feast. It was winter and Jesus was in the temple courts uh, walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered around him, uh, there were, the Jews who were there gathered around him saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you don't believe. The works." I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will ever snatch them out of my hand. Thank you, Lord. Verse 29, my Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. and I and the Father are one. Again, the Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him because he's, according to them, he's uh, uh, guilty of blasphemy because he's claiming to be God. So they're going to try to stone him again. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many works that are from the Father. I've shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? Verse 33, We are not stoning you for any good work, they replied, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Verse 34, Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be set aside, what about the one whom the father has set apart for his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy? Because I said I am God's son. So what's happening here, just a little backstory. Jesus quotes from Psalm chapter 82 here. And the short story here is you just need to read that whole chapter. Psalm chapter 82. Psalm chapter 82. Psalm chapter 82. Write it down if you need to. Psalm chapter 82. That's what Jesus quoted about uh, saying that they were gods, little g gods. And you're going to see that what he's actually doing is he's throwing shade on these guys that are supposed to be so smart. Verse 37. Do not believe me unless I do the works of my Father. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Again, they tried to seize him, but he escaped their grasp. He's so good at that. Verse 40, then Jesus went back across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing in the early days and there he stayed. And many people came to him They said, though John the Baptist is who they're talking about, though John never, never performed a sign. All that John said about this man is true. And in that place, many people believed. Again, this is the spot or the area uh, uh, we're talking about, the area around Bethany, beyond the Jordan. Uh, this is the spot where Jesus had been baptized by John. Same str- and I mentioned this in another devotional, but I just want to go back to it real quick, if you don't mind. This is the same stretch of the river area where um, Elisha saw Elijah taken up into heaven. This is the same stretch of the Jordan where Moses had given uh, leadership over to Joshua to take the children of Israel across the river into the Promised Land. And this is the same stretch of river where John, who is preaching, talked about Jesus and Jesus was baptized and all of John's disciples then started to follow Jesus. So uh, like a busy stretch of river now with landmines all around it. You can still get there down a little narrow road, but landmines all around it. Uh, It's about 20 miles west of Jerusalem. It's all downhill from Jerusalem all the way to this spot. So you go about 2,500 feet above sea level in Jerusalem to below sea level at this spot down by the Jordan River. <clears throat> and so Jesus once uh, it started getting a little too hot for him there in Jerusalem, he retreated. He goes down, 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 down and away from these people because it wasn't time yet. But the time was coming the time was coming. The time was coming that He would give His life for you and for me. Okay, tomorrow's Sunday. We're going to pick up in chapter 11. Uh, Please remember One Service, 9.45 a.m. Central Standard Time in the United States of America. Uh, You can find us. If you don't know where to find us and somebody somehow shared this video with us and you you don't know how to find us, go to Uh, the the internet and go to uh, newhopechurch.tv and you can find our streaming platforms there, our social media so that you can follow along with us. Uh, Please remember that if you do miss 945 for some reason, um, like you're at work or something, uh, it's available on demand anytime after the 945 service is over. So you, please don't miss out. Please don't miss out. Let's Let's keep moving along in this situation that we're in together. I I wish I could see you, but I can't. But the day is coming when we will. We'll be able to see each other once again. I don't know when, guys, but it's coming. Please be hopeful. It's coming. It's coming. And uh, on that day, we're going to have a big party. We're going to have a big party. And I cannot wait. So stay hopeful. Stay healthy. Stay hopeful. Do something good for somebody else today, even if it's just sending them encouraging text. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you Lord for being our Good Shepherd. Thank you for being the gate and for laying down your life for us. We don't deserve it, Lord. We're just, we're just sheep. We just, we don't get it sometimes. But Lord, uh, I think we are grateful. I know we're grateful. I'm grateful. I know that a lot of people joining me right now are grateful that You are who You say You are. Thank You for being our Lord. Thank You for being our Savior. I pray, God, that You would continue to heal up those who are sick, who've been sick, protect those who are still healthy and are trying to stay that way. Um, Make up the difference, Lord, for those who are struggling right now in their finances pray, God, that you give us the patience that we need right now. And some of us need a lot of patience, Lord. pray that you'd give us strength. pray that you would guard and guide our doctors and nurses who are, as I have said now uh, for the last few days, on the front lines of this war that's being waged, God, and protect them. I pray, God, that you would give wisdom to our folks who are researching and trying to find the cure for this Pandemic, Lord, give them your holy favor, God, that they will discover it soon. I pray that uh, all would find you in this pandemic and that you would use that, that people and churches would use this opportunity to reach out to those who may never step foot in a church, or maybe just at the invitation of a friend to join us for a church service. That's a great idea. Everybody that's listening to me right now, please, please invite somebody to church with you tomorrow. And you know what I mean by that. Share on social media, send them an email, send them a text with our website. Let's get as many people in church tomorrow as we possibly can for the glory of God. Use this thing, God, that the enemy has certainly meant for ill for your good and for, for glory, Lord. Pray this all in your son's name, and all the people said, "Amen." Love you so much. I uh, hope that you have a great Saturday. See ya in the morning, 9:45 a.m. Central Standard Time, United States of America. Bye-bye.